Hey, 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 you're now tuning in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Barry Will Jr., the Underdog with the Hello Heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today we have Mr. Donald Martin. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And I want to say this is our first live uh, episode, so um, thank you for everybody that came out. Thank you to Life Bound Studio for allowing us to have this and Union Campus to uh, have this event here. Thank you for everybody coming out. So before we get into uh, the interview, today's episode is sponsored by Christian Devon. That's my clothing line. It's me and my sons. We have uh, t-shirts, hoodies. Actually, I have a shirt on right now. It says, love me, love me or hate me. Um, you can get the official Underdog Talk podcast merchandise on the website, Christian Dewan. Dot com and if you use the promo code underdog talk you get 15 percent so we have mr donald here you are a comedian but you are a clean comedian that, that is correct how did that come about and were you funny like did it start off when you were little or did it something that you got older well first it, it's been my whole family um from my grandma to my mother to my uncles we always been funny, like uh, growing up in Flint, Michigan, growing up in poverty, all we had was laughter. So uh, people would actually come over to our house on Saturdays to hear my grandma tell jokes, to hear my mom tell jokes, to hear my uncle tell jokes. So I've always been funny. I've been around funny people all my life. So uh, this is just what I do. And as far as when it comes to the clean, I grew up faith-based, grew up in church, and grew up on Sinbad, and some, uh, but I always like all type of comedy. So I knew that in order for me to do, to stand out, to be separate, I wanted to do it in a way where your, your nine-year-old can hear what I have to say, or your nine-year-old grandmother can listen to me as well. Everybody is funny, so is there any like actual comedians or just people funny around the neighborhood? Uh, just people funny around the neighborhood. So when I go on stage, as I travel across the land, um, I take my grandma, my mother, my uncles, I take them with me on the road. So they, as far as not physically, but they all in my heart. And so when I'm on when I'm on stage, you're you're meeting my grandmother, my mother, my uncles. Not just Donald Martin. But when did you decide that you wanted to be a comedian? Like, this is what you want to do? You don't want to do anything else? When did that start? What age were you? Uh, really, it's funny because that really started. I've sort of been doing comedy for since 2002. It's been 21 years. But I, I, it was just a hobby. It wasn't nothing uh, I wanted to do. But I say last year, uh, March 1st of 2022 is when uh, kind of gave my backdrop of my story. I was making over $200,000 a year in my, uh, I was a, a finance manager for a dealership. But March 1st, because of my faith and my faith in God, March 1st on my way to work, God said, I need you to resign from the job. Making $200,000 a year. I come from poverty. Like I'm, I grew up in poverty. Big old house, basketball court in the backyard. I had it made. But on March 1st of last year, God said, I need you to resign from your job. That was the scariest thing I ever done. But I went into my, into my employer 
and talked to my GM and told him, I gotta quit, I gotta resign. And my GM said, I know you know. He know. Because even though I was successful in what I was doing and I love what I do, was doing, I knew that, let me tell you what I really knew. February, when, uh, like January 27th of last year is when I really knew. When I got my W-2s to see how much money I made, I was like, it's gotta be more than right than that. So even in, in January, it took to March 1st, and even in that time frame, I began to, you can kind of see where I was leaning more towards the comedy than the finance manager. Because I was teaching me how to own my own dealership. So in the state of Indiana, there's only, at one time there was only three African-American owned dealerships. Now I call it the dealership. There was one in, there's one in Mishawaka, Indiana, there's one in Corden, Indiana. And of course there was one at uh, uh, Champion, but that's sold that just got sold. So I was in the fourth or the fifth African-American dealership. They was training me how to do everything. Five, seven years I've been a multi-millionaire. But I knew my life was more than that. And my life was, in my comedy, my comedy is for the people. I do what I do because I love people. So I serve the people in my comedy, which now I'm doing motivational speaking. Uh, I'm an actor as well. So all of that was burnt out of me, the decision just to follow what God told me to do. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes people hear God dancing and listen to it. And they have to go and went to the job and then the job looked good, the money looked good, but then something would happen and then you're like, oh, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Um, and one thing I heard you say, you serve the people. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. As an entrepreneur, as a person that doesn't go to a 9 to 5, you serve people. Whatever form it is, if it's entertainment, if it's inspiration, whatever that uh, looks like. That's what you do, and that's how you make it hard, because that's what God will do with you. So, when, so you've been doing comedy for 21 years. I don't think people heard that. Like, you've been doing it for 21 years, and you just decided last year that you was going to go full time with it. So, it's a process. People don't want to trust the process. It's not like you just woke up, oh, yeah, my grandma's funny, my mom's funny, I'm going to be funny, I'm going to go on the stage, and this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. So, as you were going through that process, how, how were the ups and downs for you? Was it times where you were like, oh, I'm just sticking my job, or was it like, I'm going to just keep this going? Well, so, because I, I, I got entrepreneurs out here, and after you guys were introducing yourselves, I think one of the major things that a lot of, a lot of things that we don't really cherish is longevity. Longevity is very, very important. Whatever you're doing, because I like even in this interview, I want you guys to interact with me. This ain't about Donald Martin. This is about us because we all in this together. But longevity is what keeps you longevity and also stability. In entrepreneurship, so when I'm going up and down, I just have to hold on what I know to be true. Because when you go from when you go from a, a, a place in your life where you got fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand dollars deposited into your account every tenth of the month, when you go from that when you don't know one day you may make uh, you may make two hundred dollars and then you don't you don't make anything for the rest of the month. So you gotta hold true to whatever it is that you call to do. You gotta hold true to it because when you hold true to it, 
I'm telling you, just from my experience, the ups and downs, there's been dark moments. There's been moments where I felt like going back into the business. I felt like like this ain't worth it. I'm 46, 47 years old, you know. But then I would I would read a I would read a um I would read an article or look at a, a meme or look at a TikTok where um was a Morgan Freeman. He didn't get his first big break until he was 49 years old. I'm 47. So I figured I got two more years, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least got two more years to figure out. But, but what I'm saying is, it's like, when you hold to, hold to your conviction, that, that's my meat. That's my meat that when it is dark, when it is feel like the, the walls are closing in on me, I use that as my meat. Like, you know what? If I can make $200,000 for somebody, if they pay me $200,000, how much are they making off of me? So that means they made millions off of me. So, so guess what? I'm going to be good to me. So then I'm going to figure things out. I'm going to figure out what's important. I'm going to figure out, I got to figure out how can I make more money. Then I got to connect with people. I got to get with people. I got to, I got to uh, figure out how they doing it. How can I implement this? It's, it's a lot of uh, work. But then when you get that work, I'm eating two more years. People say, oh, you know, because my stage name is for show. Like, I travel all over the United States. I do a show at Martin University where I get 500 people to a clean comedy show. Clean comedy. Brought in David Mann, Mr. Brown from Tyler Perry. They'll work with some of the major, Matt Sam Entertainer. All the major comedians you can think that you can meet. I've been there. Been in the same uh, presence with them, the same atmosphere with them. But I understood their journey is not my journey. They can't get me where I need to get. It's gonna take God's, but it's gonna take me to work. So I can encourage anyone, when you listen on Facebook, if you hear, if you're walking by, or you hear it later, it takes you to understand who are you? What do you mean? What's going on? I think one of the hardest things, and so I got a series called Jump Scare. I go across the nation telling business owners, uh, I just spoke at Plainfield Chambers of Commerce, I speak to millionaires and presidents of millionaires telling them how I jump scared, how I, how I left a $200,000 job. If I make, if I make $1,000 a month, that's just what I make. But I gotta figure out how I can do more. But not so I can have more, but I can serve the people. Oh, that, 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 made, that made perfect sense. Because I love to talk, so don't harm that. Don't pay me. And I need y'all, y'all got questions. I'm going to need y'all to help me because I'm not going to be up here talking all the time. Y'all got no questions. I know you got a question. No, you got a question. Right. Okay. But no, I, I totally understand what you're saying because with the podcast thing, like, I've only been doing it three years, not just through the one with you guys, with the comedian um, comedy. But I started off with a phone. Yeah. Just the phone. And then I went to a laptop, and now I got a video for now we're ready to have a live show. So, so it takes, uh, okay. so it takes time, like you said, you, there's going to be times when you're going to feel like giving up. There's going to be times where you don't make no money. Mm -hmm. You still got to keep going because that's what you're supposed to do. When you understand your purpose, you understand why you keep going. Because 
you gonna lose friends, you're gonna lose people around you. Like you said, uh, your job would be like, some jobs might have been like, oh, you ain't about to leave, we need you here. <laughs> but all right, all right. what you understood was, y'all paying me $200 a day, but y'all making millions out of me. A lot of times people go to a job and they complain and they, oh, I don't like this job. Well, guess what? Get up off your butt and do what you need to do for yourself. Because you're giving all your energy to this job, but then you upset at what the job do for you when you got a purpose, when you got something that you say is a hobby or whatever, but it can make you the millions and money that you need to help not just yourself, but your family and your community. And I think uh, it don't matter what you do. You don't have to have a microphone or anything to set it up. Because I was uh, listening to a Steve Harvey interview. He didn't get on TV until he was 38. I, I know I look a lot younger than him, but I'm close to 38. So I got like a year to go to where I can be on TV. Like, like you said, with Morgan Freeman. And I heard him say, I was like, okay, I ain't too old. Because sometimes you do get to that point where you're like, hey, hey I'm, I'm, 30, I'm 30 plus. I'm, I'm hitting 40. I ain't done nothing yet. But it's not about. The journey, it's not about everybody else's journey. Because you might have seen somebody, they started when they were 19, Ben Rosen. Yeah. And so, and so with that being said, that's an excellent point. I've learned this too. One of the greatest things that God showed me is there's never an arrival on this journey. Ever. There's never an arrival on this journey. And what that what that means is because even when even when you're in a place where the lows, mm-hmm. you understand, it's at the end. But even when you're in the place of the highs, you gotta understand, that's not the end. And so that that's what to keep you going is understanding that there's never an arrival. So instance, you can go through where there could be a low moment. Then I, I, I I'm just giving an example of what happened to me this week. I'm in a place where it's like, uh, what am I doing? What are, you know, even in this place, I get a call. I met a gentleman, a director named Halo from Atlanta. I met him in November of last year because I live in Atlanta, but I go back and forth. I met him in November. It was a rainy day. I got lost, but I met him at a, at a networking. This is why networking is important. I met him at a networking for actors and, and directors. He calls me today is what Wednesday. He calls me Monday and say, "Man, I got this commercial. We've been looking for somebody to do a commercial. I remember you in November. I need you to be in Atlanta on Friday to do this commercial. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Six months later, what I did in November. So I, I say that to say." What you do now, you plant seeds now. You may not eat from it now. 21 years, I can truly say that I live a life, come from poverty, grew up on mother, single parent, welfare, all, all that, all that. Youngest brother, brother was, my older brothers was murdered, my older, older brother was murdered, Can through all of that. So, but now I'm living a life where I get to talk to I get to talk to you. I get to talk to you guys. I get to talk to you. I get to interview. I get to like this is surreal for me. I don't I don't take nothing lightly because at the end of the day, I'm just doing what I love to do. And that's to serve the people. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> 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 
being vulnerable with disability, you know, you know what I mean? Different treat me a certain way. And I got to own my own control. I got my own voice. I got my own microphone. Right. So I got my own platform to do what I want to do and how I want to do it. Because when you look different people with true to a certain way, they, they only want to limit you. And I'm more than whatever anybody else is going to because I'm a limitless because God got my back. And it's the same thing with you. Like, it's it's gonna be a journey where it's, it's I was gonna give up. Like I was gonna yeah, listen, yeah. I was pain, eternal pain. And I'm like, man, I can't I can't wake up tomorrow and feel this way. But I woke up in a little pain, I still went through the day. Yeah. I'm a teacher, kids, acting a fool. Yeah. I don't want nerves. I used to be at home taking it out, but I knew I had to show up. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that's gonna rock your day, but it, I mean rock a moment in your day, but don't let it rock your day. Because let it rock your day. Then that day might turn into a week, and that week might turn into a month, and then you might say it's stupid, I'm just give up and go back to what I used to be. Because, because I've, I've, I've learned so much in my darkness. I've learned, I've learned so much in my darkness. When you talk about moments, I've learned not to allow my moments to become my mountains. That's what, that's the thing. I learned from my moments not to become my mountain. I'm going to have moments. There, I remember a time I was in, because I was homeless and I was homeless in the When I got to go that, I was homeless. I had to live from place to place. I didn't have a place of my own. I was sitting in, I'm sitting in a, I'm sitting in a, in my explore and I, and I got my head. I'm crying. I'm crying because I'm like, why would you sit me down here? Why would you tell me to quit my job? Why would you tell me to do all this and I did all this? And I got no place to I got no place to lay my head. God said, What do you want, dear son? Tell me what you want. I began to tell him what I want. And excuse me if I get emotional. Because people see, people see the success, but they don't see the darkness that you go through. Because when they don't see the darkness that you go through, they just shoot. When people see me in the street, when these young ladies say, you becoming a superstar, and I appreciate, like that's surreal to me. But people don't see behind the scenes, when you're dealing with your disability, when you gotta go, you gotta step out, out, outside of yourself. Because even in the moments, sometimes we allow the moments to become our mountains. And then when they become our mountains, then it's harder to move. So I told God, I cried. I was like, God, this is what I want, this is what I need. He said, okay. Is that what you want? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. And within two to three weeks, everything I said I wanted, I got. But I still had to be obedient. I still had to do what I need to do. I still had to be cordial. I still had to be nice. I still had to be positive. I still had to do the work. I still had to put in the effort. Even in the midst of my darkness, I know that at the end of the day, it'll always be like this. Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, in my class. So we uh, did a cocoon. I mean, did a butterfly. You know how it starts off in the cocoon, and the kid's like, oh, we don't see nothing, we don't see nothing, it's ugly, and all the little stuff around it, they look nasty, and then all of a sudden, the other part, oh, it's beautiful, right. because you, you get everything you need in that darkness, because I've been homeless too, like, I, was, I, had, I was married, I had a divorce, and I was homeless, and it's like, that's when stuff started happening, I'm like, God, really, I'm supposed to do this, and I don't even got a place to lay my head, or I gotta go to work and smile, and be an inspirational to these kids, and it's like, 
how am I supposed to do that? But when you keep doing what God tells you to do, like you say, you gotta be obedient, you gotta have discipline. Like it's gonna be times when you wanna get give up, but you gotta have that discipline, that routine as you keep going there and eliminating things around you, eliminating people around you because if you don't eliminate the negative, it's gonna carry on and you ain't gonna be able to get to the positive of what you want. Because I've been there a lot. I've been crying. 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 i i God, like, why are you using me like this and I'm going through the divorce, I'm going through this, I'm going through, oh, I'm going through a whole bunch of hell. Like, why are you using me? He said, because, son, I never called you to be perfect. I called you to be prepared. So I, I use these nuggets that God gave me, and, and, and you may not be spiritual, you may not believe in what I believe in, but the principles never change. It's the, you know, some people get caught up in the faith and get caught up in this, but the principles are simply this. No one is perfect, but you are required to be prepared. If you're going to be in business, if, if you got, young lady say she got, she got a mobile, you got a mobile library, right? Bookstore. Bookstore, Mo, mobile bookstore. Did, did you just, was the bookstore just happened just the day you thought about it? No. No, you prepared for it. So, so once you start preparing, you got you got to see yourself beyond where you at right now. You got to see yourself beyond. If you can't see yourself but beyond where you at, I'm telling you, you're gonna be stuck where you at. But also, what happens is, is when you in the dark moments and when you begin to share, you got to be transparent enough to let other people know that the strength that I have come from my darkness. The strength that I have comes from my, my faith. The strength that when you lose everything, lose everything, you know what I'm talking about. When you lose everything, clothes, shoes, I went down to Atlanta, I had everything in my house. I had like forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of furniture. I blew money, I blew three or four thousand dollars was easy to spend. Now you go and you, you, I'm scared to look at my bank account sometimes. Because if I see that minus, if I see that minus in front of it, but I can tell you this much, out of all the things that I lost, physically, I got peace. I got peace. It don't matter. There's nothing that happened to me that's going to stop me from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because what I'm doing right now, this is more than being on HBO and Comedy Central. Somebody's right here now. I'm saying something right now. You're saying something right now. That young man may not get it today, but when he's 23, 24 years old and he's facing a crisis, he can say, on, on, May, on May 3rd, I went to and seen a podcast or I seen it on Facebook and they told me that in your dark moments is when you become strong. I remember that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, I... The thing about the thing about me, man, I'm an open book. Because my goal, I know my purpose in life. My purpose in life is just to be that light. That's it. The money will come. 
the fame will come. But if I don't want to understand my purpose, I get caught up in the line. Because it's easy. Like when you behind the scenes with a lot of these big time comedians, first of all, a lot of them comedians, they high. They struggle out on drugs. Because they're afraid. A lot of these actors and these people, these singers you see, they some of the most depressed, insecure people that you can ever meet. Sitting in a room where they don't say nothing to you. It's not that they don't talk, won't talk to you, but they're afraid to fail. And let me tell you as an entrepreneur, if you want to be successful, you cannot be, you cannot be scared to fail. You cannot be. I don't care what you do. If you're scared to fail, you're in the wrong business. I'm telling you right now, if you're scared to fail, you in the wrong business. I always remember this when I, in 19, now I'm not even too much time. I can talk for everyone, man, so you think, man, this is, this is what I do for a minute. And I just feel the spirit. I learned, uh, when I was 19 years old, I sat in Memphis Square Mall, and I got my first job at, when I got out of college, dropped out of college, to help my mother out. When I got out, I, I worked for James Cash Pitt. J.C. Penny. <laughs> See, I know that's James Cash Penny. Because we had to take the little video and sit in, sit in a dark room and look at James Cash Penny. He went bankrupt 16 times. 16 times. Now, you understand, that's 1994 that I can remember that. Mm -hmm. That's 1994. I can still remember sitting in there, but guess what? The fact that I know that James Cash Penny went bankrupt that many times, who am I? I got a granddaughter. So now, I got to make sure when I leave this earth and somebody say, Don Martin, and my, and, 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 and my, my granddaughter, Leilani, is walking around somewhere, and they say, Don Martin, that's my granddaddy. He sacrificed for me so everybody can live because I'm a, um, I, I do a lot of community work. In doing community work, you know, I, I did, uh, we did a drive to, from Flint, Michigan for the water, 2016 <clears throat> to 2018. Um, I do a lot of community, I do mentor kids, I mentor, I got a class clown academy for teenagers and adults. So you can take my course for four weeks to learn, not just to do comedy, but confidence and learn how to be, be do icebreakers and things like that. So all the things that I do, I don't do like, here, I don't do that by accolades, I just do it because there's a need there's a need in our city. There's a need somewhere. So I just want to feel that need. So, you know, that's what I do, man. And, and I want people to take from it not just excuse me, in business, but in life. You gotta be able to fail. I tell my son this all the time, because he think he's just supposed to win every game, he's not supposed to lose like every shot. It's like you gotta lose where you win. Because if you can't learn from your losses, then you're not going to be able to win. Because the loss is not really a loss, it's a lesson. So don't look at it as just business or you're talking about a job. Look at your life. Because you wake up and something might happen, it's a lesson. Because if you don't learn from that lesson, God's going to need a test over and over and over. And then you like, 
Man, I've been going through the same stuff for five years. You ain't passed that test. God didn't give you the open book. He gave you the Bible. He gave you everything you needed. But you don't go after it. And then now you're like, man, why am I still here? Why is my bank account still like this? Because everything you were saying, I didn't look through all that. Like, I don't want to look at the bank account. I know it's about to. Can I make sure I lock my car so something won't get taken out? Because if you do, I might not be able to eat today. So I definitely understand the struggle, uh, the journey of life. And for me, it's a little different because everything you go through, I go through, but I go through uh, people judging me, people judging me. I got internal nerve issues that nobody knows. I lay up every day in pain. Nobody would know. I got a smile on my face and make people laugh. I'm sitting there, I just want to cry. Yeah. I'm in pain, but you got to keep pushing because, like you say, your purpose is more than you. I want my kids, kids, kids to be like, oh, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog, oh, that's your, that, that was your great, great, great dad. Oh, yeah. We can get in here for free. Where you can, oh, you need help with this program? Oh, I got you. So, just like what you do with the mental and word, setting up a, a summer camp for kids to teach them podcasting, so yeah. they can have different avenues. Everybody don't play sports. Everybody don't got to be um, a rapper, because some, um, listen, young people, stop it. Stop rapping. We're tired of the same, everything, everybody's like, just stop that. Like, if you're listening, please, I don't think this is a short because I'll be tired every kid want to rap, or every kid want to play sport. It's more It's two black men here doing the total difference and we're still making impact and still can make the money. People don't realize how much money you can make off podcasts, yeah. speaking, comedian, oh, all that. You can make just as much as everybody else. She wants how to look like you. Because because like you said, like because we don't know our identity. Especially if we be real with our young people. One thing I said about our young people, and this is what we gotta understand about young people. So when you see it on TV, do you see the mass murders and you see everything that's going on. This generation is a generation that love themselves. They're love more dead than alive. I don't hear what I'm saying. They're love more dead than alive. Because if you ever follow, like my, my brother was murdered, I have a sense of was my brother. Thinking about when we got murdered, like what happened? Did, did I cross his mind as he was dying? So I tend to Sometimes, if there's a certain murder that goes on, I tend to look up. I tend to look up their, their Facebook or their Instagram to see what did they do before they died. Did they know? But then I notice, I go back a little bit more, a little bit more, there's no love for them, no lights, no nothing. But as soon as they die, all of a sudden, their Facebook page, their Instagram page, their Snapchat, all that is, I love you, I miss you, I this, that, and the other. And I begin to understand. They get more attention dead than alive, so they don't mind dying. Even though they're not here, they do know they're going to get attention because they see their homeboy get the attention as well when he dies. And so they're willing to die. So when you talk about the rapping and the, all that, it's because they're willing to die because they know that's the only time I'm going to receive love when I'm dead. And so that's where we come in. That's where you guys come in. I heard talk about diversity. That's where young men come in. We're willing to be that extension. I go to bar, I'll go to a bar, a random barbershop, get my hair cut, and a young man to be in the chair. He'll leave out. And I say, I love you. 
he'd turn around and look like, what did you just say? I said, I love you. They don't not used to hear that. And so, I ain't no gangster. I, I grew up in the hood, I grew up in the projects. My brothers was older, they kept me from that stuff. But it's not a neighborhood in this city that I can't go in and still have an impact. I don't need a grant for that. I don't, I, I don't, need, I don't, need, no, I don't need no permission for that. After this, I may go over to 42nd and Post and just hang out. I don't need my, I don't need this to do that. I don't, I don't need no, uh, we gotta pass a law for me to do that. Because they need to understand, I'm just like you. The only difference between you and I is better decisions. Because this life, my entrepreneurs got to understand, this life is a beautiful pain. It's a beautiful pain. It hurts. It hurts. But I can tell you this much, even though, even though it's a beautiful pain, I can tell you this much. When I wake up in the morning, when God allows me to wake up in the morning, I know I'm doing what God told me to do. What? Like, really? Like, I can literally say I'm walking in my purpose. 95% of people is not walking in their purpose. So somebody right now is hearing me, you may be doing what you think that you're supposed to do, but that's not your purpose. And what today did was for you today, is waking up your purpose. So whatever you gotta do, whatever strategy you gotta have, it's there. But I'm gonna tell you what, money can't buy peace. Can't buy it. I had the money. I drove it. And this man wanted to tell you, I, when you working in the car business, you, you drove anything that was on the lot. I drove some of the nicest cars you can ever think of. Now, I'm driving. A two, I'm, a brand, I'm driving a brand new 2009 <laughs> Kia Rio. Well, the door is jammed in. And I, I got a CD player. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Where I used to drive a car, used to drive an Escalade that would massage you while you're driving. You almost fall asleep. <laughs> but even though, because guess what? Even though I don't have them beautiful, flashy, flashy, nice things that never gave me peace. This Kia Rio, I'm driving, I'm driving, singing, I get the road, I don't even have no, I don't even have no like, no digital whatever, like electric windows. I'm blowing it down. I'm getting some exercise while I do that. So if you're on the other side and you try to say something to me, I gotta go over here. <laughs> But I'm at peace. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Cause I know, I know, I chose to do this. So, so, uh, yeah. Did you see we can ask questions? Yeah. Yes. So, I want you to come up here so you can. You got a question? You're not scared. You come up here. I want questions. Pick my brain, cause I'm gonna tell you, you better pick my brain now, cause when I become this famous person. These readers gonna be thousands of dollars to come to. Trust me when I tell you. I done been to some. Excuse me, excuse, excuse my seat. Excuse my seat. Hey, thank you. Yeah. What, what advice do you have for folks who are uncertain what their purpose might be and how, how, how they might go about finding it? Does that make sense? That, that makes a lot of sense. Thank so, you. 
So that's an awesome question because I get people tell me that or ask me that. One thing about it is your, your purpose a lot of times is linked to what's easy for you. Like I'm a talker. I used to get whoopings for talking too much. <laughs> now I get paid to talk. So how you find out is you, you may have a list of things. I start off with, what do you like about you? Who do you see yourself as? What do you, am I making sense? Like, like what, do, what, what do I like about me? What do I enjoy? If I enjoy cooking, that's maybe what I need to do. Cooking for the homeless. Cooking for, in a, in, or have your own restaurant. If I like, if I like exercise, my purpose may be to teach people how to exercise. So you gotta figure, you gotta find out who are you. But once you find out who are you, you will figure out what your purpose. Did that answer the question? I have a question. Yes. Come on up, man. To, to that, it's <laughs> something that you would do without somebody paying you. Like you yeah. said, I used to be in trouble for talking. But I love to talk and I love to inspire you so that's what I do. So figure out what you would do when nobody was paying yeah, but that, that's a great question. This young man, I know, man. I was, that's your birthday party, man. Yeah, I get to really do now, but good to see you, man. I so, so how do I get comfortable? I talk to myself. Like, I, I literally look, I, because you gotta understand, in this life, when you win success, there's always a failure. There's a there's a double side to the mirror. There's success, but then there's failure. So I'm gonna look at my successful side and tell me, Donald Martin, you can do this. Donald Martin, this is what we're gonna talk about. Donald Martin, you are amazing. Donald Martin, you are an awesome father. Donald Martin. So I give myself, I, I change myself. And then when I do that, it allows me when I get up, like I'm doing now, up here talking to you, oh. I've been, I was practicing this on the, in the car. <laughs> Make sense? Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, so that, that's what you gotta do, man. Like, uh, you gotta be your number one cheerleader. You gotta, you gotta, I, you know, I'm almost at the point, I'm about to give me some power pop. <laughs> and literally, stand in front of a mirror, because there's time, like, I'm performing for the thousands of people. Like, one thing about comedy, comedy, some of the famous comedians, J.F. Brown told us, he said the hardest two things to do was to hear baseball and to tell jokes. Think about it, baseball, you had three out of ten and you were, you were a Hall of Famer. You'd be 278. You could be an F and still be a Hall of Famer in baseball. But in comedy, in comedy, I gotta change your whole demeanor or your whole personality that day. You could have you could have been dealing with the kids, dealing with your husband, you could have been, and all of a sudden you want to come here and now you gotta make I gotta make you laugh? Cause you mad at your husband? But I gotta make you laugh? That's tough. So I gotta tell myself, even in the months of thousands, or if it's a month of ten people, I gotta tell myself, I was created to do this. I was created to do it. Yeah. Any other question? Uh, I mean, I don't know that. Yeah, we 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 yeah. Definitely talk to yourself. Like, I definitely do the same thing. I wake up. I got a certain prayer. I got is on my door. I got affirmation. Yeah. Because you can go out in the world and people gonna say you something different. Mm -hmm. They gonna tell you that you 
hate the work you are, you less than what you are. And sometimes you believe it, especially with this social media world. You go on there and you look at people on social media, you think, oh no. But like you said, behind the scenes, oh, behind the scenes, uh, they depress. And they don't do stuff, just like us. So don't look at somebody else and think that they're not going through that, or they don't got to wake up and talk to themselves, or they don't got to wake up and pray. Because everybody that's successful got to do some of the same things. We have any other questions? I know y'all got some questions. They, they just don't want to come up with that. All right, that's all right. That's all right. It's going to cost you thousands next time. So, so I do want to say that what you said, like, I done, I done been around major, major comedians. And, and I'm not going to drop names, but I've been around a lot of them. And I remember being backstage with, uh, I did backstage with a couple of them. And I was just there to support, not to be on stage, but I knew one of our major comedians, he's one of my mentors. So he allowed me to be backstage with him. And so every time I go anywhere, I ask him, we got in Atlanta at the State Farm Arena where there's 18,000 people, arena. And I asked God, I said, God, why do you have me here? I go backstage and I said, God, why do you have me here? He said, I want to show you two things. I want to show you that the comedians that you look up to, first of all, they're human, and second of all, you belong here. That's, that's, I think that's one of the number one challenges that we deal with. We, we sometimes believe we don't belong in a certain arena. But you do. You belong. God said you belong. He was created to be here. You and I was created to do something great for this earth. And so when we understand that, it allows us to be able to move and operate in a way of joy. Because guess what? Like, like when I'm here, I stay with my son when I'm here. I'm staying with my son while I'm in, in and out. And that's the funniest thing in the world because he's not the cleanest. He's not the cleanest kid. <laughs> but this is the thing. That's his place. I can't tell him to clean up. I can't tell him to wash the dishes. I can't tell him that. He's wrong. But God is even teaching me in that. You can only control the controllables. You can't control that. So guess what? I find myself taking out the trash like I'm the son. <laughs> I find myself washing the dishes like I'm the son. So guess what? By me doing them things, guess what now? He started to wash. He started to take out the trash. I can't tell him what to do, but I can show him what can be done. And no matter how successful I get, my number one, like you're talking about your son, my number one, I want my number one fans to be my children. Because if you interview any one of my children and say, well, how, how was your dad? They're going to tell you he's silly, he's understanding, he's a listener, he's a disciplinary, but he, one thing is he gives us grace and mercy to give us a space to mess up. That's what my daddy is. And they know that. I can say that on live. And they ain't gonna come and say, you lying, you captain. They ain't gonna say that. Because it's the truth. But I do want to just continue. Sure, I know we gotta wrap up a little bit. We gotta wrap up. Yeah, I got uh, uh, two I more questions for you. Two more questions, though. Yeah, ask some questions. I love talking to you. So, I need three tips for 
I'm getting an entrepreneur with like the the first question. You kind of on the fence. You kind of kind of feel your purpose. You kind of think you're in there. What are three things once they listen to this or if they listen to it now, they can go ahead and do to help them move the needle? So you gotta come up with an exit strategy. Like if you're on a job, for me it was just cold turkey. I quit. That don't mean everybody needs to do that. Because everybody got different circumstances. But you gotta come up with an exit strategy. That's number one. Figure out how I need to leave. Number two, after the exit strategy, which also is the second thing, what is my passion? What do I really love to do? What can I do without making, if nobody paid me a, a dime? What do I really like to do? What gives me joy? What gives me that when I get done doing it, I feel like I'm on top of the world. Number three, exit, figure out what's your passion. Once you figure out your passion, then you gotta come up with a plan. You gotta, you gotta be strategic in what you do. You gotta come up with a plan. How am I going to get, prime example, that door is right there, the outside is right there. Now, if you sitting over here, I'm sitting over here. You got more time to get to the door than I do. But the whole goal is to get to the door. You gotta figure out how you gotta maneuver to get to the door. I gotta figure out how I need to maneuver to get to the door. Our strategies are gonna be different. But once I know my passion, once I know my plan, and once I know my plan, then I'm living in my purpose. So, tell them to be an accident. Passion. Yeah. I know, because I'm the same way. I know, I know, I just, I just try, I try to stop, but I love this. I love, I love, I love this. So, um, I always ask all my guests, I need a quote. It can be a no quote, it can be a quote from your vibe, it can be a quote you saw. But give us a quote um, for today. Your association is your destination. That's it. Check your circle. Your circle will let you know how far you're going. So your association is your destination. I refuse in my life now. You know, the major thing that people talk about now is called red flags. Everybody talking about it. If you're a Scorpio, that's a red flag. Everybody talking about red flags now. Everybody's a therapist now. But we only, we only deal with that on relationships as far as intimate relationships. But we need to look at that on entrepreneur, businessship, whatever. <clears throat> you can have them as a friend, but you don't need to know my entrepreneur. Because you, you, you ever just told somebody something, you was excited, that you told them, and they was like, how you gonna do that? <laughs> when you gonna do that? You? And you will walk away with your head down like, I know I shouldn't have told them nothing. <laughs> so then right then and there, I know your association is your destination. So then I've learned how to deal with everybody accordingly. You know what I mean? And I'm going to say this last quote. And, and being an entrepreneur, being in business, don't be personality driven. Be purpose-driven. See, we get caught up in personalities. Sometimes, because, you know, 
We, we talk on the phone. The very person you talk on the phone every day ain't part of your purpose. It could be somebody look like different than you, believe in different things, have different sexual preferences, whatever. But that could be part of your purpose. Because when you get caught up in personality driven, I'm telling you, you're going to be disappointed. Because your family, <laughs> your family be the last one to support what you do. This is true. I mean, you know, my family okay. be like, they can't wait to get the new edition. They can't wait to get the new edition. They ain't coming out to next year. They already got their ticket. But as soon as I do the family chat, I got a show coming up. Ah, oh, we ain't ready for that Christmas. I ain't came up yet. It was just my condition. I just saw you. Because you can't get cut off your personality. It's all about purpose. Well, I think this was definitely needed, not just for them like they the audience in the room, but on Facebook, but myself. Uh, I appreciate you. Yes. Um, I appreciate you, Mrs. Van Horn, for setting this all up. Um, Can I give a shout out to you? Yeah, cool, Ms. Van Horn been rocking with me for a, a long, long time. She's the type of Ms. Van Horn, she, she give me nuggets, and then be like, okay, bye. I'd be like, is that all you gonna say? You ain't gonna, just, she would just give me drop. She would drop seed. So I, I, I suggest, if y'all don't know this young lady, don't know her daughter, if y'all don't know her, you need to know her. Because she has so much information. And see, that's why it's important that you hear. This is set up for you guys. She just, did you just get back from Vegas? She was on Vegas on a yacht and everything. And now she's here in Indiana? On a Wednesday? Where it can be 30 degrees when you walk out of here? That lets you know how much she cares about you. So you got somebody in your corner. Yeah, definitely shout out to her. Um, that's somebody that y'all want to talk to because just from what interview has led me to this, it led me to all different kinds of stuff that's coming in the future just by talking to her. And she definitely dropped some money and was like, all right, see, talk to you later. Yeah. She didn't need to play. Run the play. Um, shout out to a videographer, Antonio. He's sticking with me. Shout out to Brad and Shout out to all of our fans. Thank you. Shout out to my two friends, Renita and Penny. There's so many people in the room I don't know, but I'm glad y'all are here, but I, I'm glad that they came, and I love y'all for coming out, and thank everybody, and on that note, let me say it. So I got, I got my videographer here, uh, Sansa Shawray. She she watched with me. She's uh, that's somebody you want to do with you as well. She does videos for me. She does a lot of work. Her and her husband is very instrumental in my career. She's another one where she you you, you give her an idea. Uh, and she she is by the time you get done talking to her, she already got your house built. That's just who she is. So that's somebody you want to get to as well. There's a lot of networking here and that's the difference between Atlanta and here. Atlanta networking, they just network a lot. We got a lot of things, we got a lot of stuff here in Indianapolis that we can do. So that's it, I'm done. <laughs> and shout out to myself. Yeah, shout out to you. Thank you for, thank you for having me over here, bro. Like, like once again, uh, this means a lot to me. And I'm gonna tell you honestly, like real talk, 
you search, you inspire me. I was actually supposed to be in Atlanta on May 1st. I was supposed to be in Atlanta on Monday. But I told him I can't be until May 4th because I got to be on this podcast. And, I, and it, because you inspired me, I want to say thank you for my heart. Yeah, thank you. I'm just, I'm proud of myself because I can yes. say and it's just good, like, this is like my own little production, so I can talk to I want to talk. Thank you, y'all. Thank you for coming out. And like I end my show every time, peace, one love. Peace, one love. Can we get one joke? See, now you know how hard that is to get one joke. <laughs> it's stream jokes. <laughs> so I'm from the hood. I'm from the hood. Understand? I'm from Flint, Michigan. I'm from the hood. And a lot of people don't understand how the hood works. See, a lot of times people think hood is based on your location. But really, your hood is based on the mentality. And I'm going to tell you, mama, how you love your hood. You know you hood when you older than your uncle. <laughs> I had to babysit my uncle. Uncle John John, go to bed. <laughs> How you know you hood, mama? You know you hood when you use dishwasher liquid as bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just want to do the clap. I didn't care if they laugh. I just want to do the clap. Can I do all right? Yeah. I did all right. All right. Got you. Thank 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 so don't be taking too many pictures because I gotta take this back. <laughs> say, say it in the bit right on. <laughs> oh, you need a hand shake. That's how I know. That's how I know. That's how I my name is Tashana Mims, and I'm here on three businesses, but just kind of still learning because you're always learning. So actually, my sister-in-law brought me here to tell me about this yesterday. So it is a pleasure to be here at Hello, more business
Um, regards to him, um, with taxes, we've been taxes for 32 years off of Emerson and Mission Street. She's been my husband's business as well. Um, I've been on a few properties, so I'm also a big realty. I manage a lot of properties. And then that was? Uh, what else? And uh, homeschool eight kids. So that's a lot of fun. I'm learning so much elementary stuff that I didn't know. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. And um, I happened to just see this event Sure, absolutely. Well, 
Thank you everyone so much for coming out. My name is Victoria Garner and um, I am a trademark and entrepreneurship attorney. So I work with small business owners and creatives to legally protect your business, brand, and legacy. So all of our authors, creatives, photographers, videographers, you want to make sure that you have your creative assets protected and also learn to leverage it. So that is what I do. Thank you so situation and that type of thing just within a month's time Ms. Van Horn um, connected me with a couple of different people and I signed a million dollar contract last week
Yeah, I got my eye for the uncomfortable. I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.